But when I went into my design, I was like, oh my gosh, this is who I'm supposed to be. Yeah. Like I'm supposed to be this loud, shiny object and say the things that aren't comfortable for other people. Like that's how I'm designed to be. Mm-hmm. And it gave me permission to just take that belief yeah. off my back yeah, and be like, no, this is actually the thing that's going to be the thing that propels me and the thing that other people love about me. Welcome to Wealthy and Aligned by Human Design, the podcast dedicated to helping you use human design in your business from the ground up. You have everything you need right now to start serving the world with immense value and get paid to do it. In this podcast, I teach you how. Now, let's get into the episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. This week, I have Lena back on, and really, the reason I wanted to have her back on is because I wanted to talk to her today, and we thought, why not just record a podcast and let you all just kind of hear how we have conversations, like literally how we have conversations. We do have a little bit of a topic we want to talk about um, when we were kind of gathering our thoughts around what should we bring to the table Lena's been reading The Big Leap by, is it by Gay Hendricks? Yeah, Gay Hendricks. Mm-hmm. And I remember reading that book a year ago when the whole family came back home. And I said, yep, I'm already prepared. Let's do it. So Lena's back and we're going to talk about sabotage, success sabotage, and lots of other things, I'm sure. Upper limit living. Upper, because we like to live in the upper limits. <laughs> we don't like those glass ceilings. No. Pop up. No. Well, of course, um, now you have to remind me a lot because I read the book a year ago and I know you're reading it right now. Um, well, why don't you tell me what, what made you want to read this book all of a sudden? Um, you know, it just came into my awareness. Obviously, that's all by design at all times. It, it obviously was the thing that I needed to read because it just kept coming up. And there was something um, that someone said that just resonated like, yeah, that's a thing about this inner thermostat. And that was the thing that kind of struck me that we all have this inner thermostat when it comes to love, success, and, you know, creativity. Like there's a certain amount of love that we feel comfortable receiving. There's a certain amount of success that we feel comfortable receiving and same with creativity. And when we reach that inner thermostat, we can start to sabotage to bring us back down into the comfort zone. Yeah. That to me was like, wait, what? That's a thing. Yes. That's yes. Is definitely a thing. You know? That's a real thing. Yeah. Yeah. And and the ways that we start to do it, like what are the warning signs, things like that. So mm-hmm. that was really interesting to me. And I know that I, I do it. I've done it. I've done it my whole life. The inner thermostat has changed, but there's the, the mechanism of how I bring myself back into that comfort zone is pretty much the same. Yeah. I mean, I've never done it. So I really can't relate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Remember that card you got me, or I think it was like, it was a card or something that you got me. You're like, um, we'll always be friends because I know too much about you. <laughs> you know too much about me. <laughs> you know too much about, yeah, vice versa, for sure. Yeah. No, I've, I've seen this a lot in my life. I mean, especially, you know, before I found my life of alignment, I mean, that's, that's the way I lived my life was let's just sabotage anything good. Yeah. 
you know, like before you even know about, you know, limiting beliefs and um, rewiring the nervous system and rewiring the brain and all of that. It's like, I think mostly we're raised to not go too far out of our comfort zone and to expect something bad or negative if you do, like you can't be that good. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that was an old story for me is good things fall apart. So yeah. when things were good, it was like, I was waiting for the other shoe to drop. I was waiting for the dark cloud to come and it, I would become very uncomfortable because I knew like, man, everything's good. Something bad's going to happen. So it just put me into this like stress response. And pretty soon I would make the bad thing happen. Yeah. Or I would start picking a fight or I would start finding blame, you know, find criticizing because it would bring me back down. And, and that actually became more comfortable. It's like, oh, there it is. See, there's the bad thing. Yeah. Now, I can relax now. Yeah. Like proving it to yourself that. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, or there was a time when you feel like when you're doing really great, you become a target, mm. um, a target for the bad thing. Mm -hmm. happen. So, you know, it's, it's just, it's ridiculous. And it's not something that a logical adult really says that they're doing. Cause it's like, who would do that? It doesn't make any sense. But these old familiar zones though, we, we find them in childhood, early childhood. Yeah. It's not something you're thinking about is logical. It's just probably what, you know, we grew up with, what, um, healthy relationships look like. What did success look like? And where did your, you know, your inner thermostat get set? And it's not likely in adulthood. You no, no. I think as adults, that's when that thermostat gets challenged mm -hmm. is because as adults, we want something we didn't have as children. Yeah. Uh, we want a way of life that we know we're no longer willing to settle for the way of life that we have right now. We're just, we're waking up and realizing there's gotta be more, there has to be more. And no matter how hard I try or how hard I work, I can't seem to find it. Mm -hmm. And something always happens to take me out of the game. That's what I call it because I see this a lot um, when I'm working with my clients. It's like you'll see a, like a lot of success. And, you know, that success is relative to everybody, like depending on where you start. For some people, even making $1,000 for a coach and retainer is a lot of money when you just don't even feel like, you could ever do that ever in your life. Like, how could that ever be possible that I could literally do the thing I love to do and get paid $1,000 to do it, $5,000 to do it or whatever? Or how could something live on the internet and I don't have to work to deliver it? It just lives on the internet and it makes me money in my sleep. Mm -hmm. Like, how is that possible? So I've, I've seen it a lot where women, adult women, just like you and me are like, I want this thing for my life. We start to get it. We get very close to it. We start to see substantial success, offers being sold. And then suddenly the sabotage starts coming in. Um, and it's just, it's just a, David Nagel says it perfectly. He says, new level, new devil. And I'm sure he heard it from somebody else. But anytime there's a new level in your life that will really expose you a little more vulnerably, ask more of you, um, make you show up in a bigger way, truly to align you with your most authentic self, you will be facing a level of subconscious sabotage. I mean, it could be subconscious. If you know your gene keys and you're doing a lot of work in your chart, you will have like kind of a leg up on this energetic because you'll know 
what your subconscious energy is. You'll know the gene keys show you where your shadow energy is. So typically where you go to sabotage is your shadow energy. And when you become aware of, oh, that's the thing I do when something gets vulnerable, when something gets big Mm -hmm. and I'm stepping into this new level for myself, whether that's income or impact, then you know, oh, I can just go back to this this frequency and this energetic and just know that about myself. So it's not so much something that's out of my control and I'm not aware of. You can bring it more in your control and stay aware of it. Yeah. Awareness is the key. It's shining a light on it. Then you can actually choose a different response. Otherwise you just get stuck in this loop of self-sabotage, you know, of going back into the old patterning in order to bring yourself back down into that comfort zone that you're used to, you know? So it's just being aware of it. That's like the main, that's the main tool in your toolbox is to know this is a thing, this, uh, this exists. And you actually have to do some self-reflection on what are the warning signs and is this happening to me? And if it is, can I choose something different? Can I just know like, Hey, this is, this, this is the thing. And actually I can get excited because it means that I'm about to take a big leap. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Use it to your advantage. Yeah. It's time to get excited. So, um, why don't you, I'll talk about the energy types, but why don't you talk about the signs of a big leap coming, coming around the corner? Um, well, the signs that the the warning signs that you might be heading into like the self-sabotage zone, if you will, is, you know, that you start to have like, there, it usually by the age of 40, that's one of the things, but at the age of 40, the call gets pretty loud. So there can be things that you can, you can be feeling things like depression. You can start to have a lot of injuries, a lot of conflicts going on. And some of the little subtle ways that that shows up is if you start to really criticize, you're blaming, you know, you're really looking for fault. You're looking for like why it's not working and who, whose fault is it, whether it's yours or somebody else's, but you're even criticizing yourself, but you're starting to look around and like pick it apart. Yeah. When it's working and now you're picking it apart because that's going to bring it back down, right? It's, well, it's not that great because of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing is to um, start deflecting. So if somebody says, Danielle, you are doing amazing. Like, I can't believe the things that you're doing. And you're like, you know, it's not that great. Yeah. Actually, yeah. I'm really tired <laughs> and it's not working. And yeah. you're like, oh, like, I think it looks like it's doing well. No, I mean, it's not because then that kind of keeps you in the, it's not that great. Don't get excited. I don't want to become a target mm-hmm. or the bad thing to find me. Yeah. Right. Is, is, is really, and then a lot of it sometimes can be illness. Oh, now I'm just, I'm sick all the time. Yep. Or I keep falling. Like that's not an accident. It actually is a way for you subconsciously to keep yourself in this lower state. Yeah. Right. Is to be like, well, but I'm now I'm sick. You know, I yep. Now I'm sick. So I can't. So I can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not that great. You mm-hmm. know, take the target off my back of it. Everything being wonderful because that's, that's the thing. That's how bad things find you, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just really being, um, really cognizant of it. Yeah. You know? And the other thing was that there, there, that he brought up is that there's like four fears. Mm. What are the, like, what are the underlying beliefs that keep this inner thermostat, um, kind of on, like on the surface? And there's four fears to really ask yourself, are you, is, are these, any of these true for you? One of them is like a false belief. 
So that you are fundamentally flawed, like you're bad. I'm a bad, I'm bad, right? When you're a little girl, you're a bad girl. You know, you're always making trouble. So if you fundamentally believe that you are flawed, then just by that definition, are you even worthy of the thing? Yeah. Level of success, the love. So it's just really kind of asking like, do I really believe there's something actually wrong with me? Um, And having to do some kind of deep work on that to see if it's a thing. Because you can say, no, I don't think anything's wrong with me. But but do you? Because when you show up, how do you respond? Do you feel like, yeah, about time this came into my life? Or do you go, well, I don't know. It's probably, I'm, he's going to get tired of me yeah. or they're going to find out I'm not that smart mm-hmm. or whatever it is. Um, the other thing is, would elevating yourself in whatever way, would it make you disloyal? Like to the people, to your family who thinks this is the way we do it. You know, we all um, operate at this level and would your success be disloyal to them? Are you leaving uh-huh. behind? you know, ask yourself, is that a thing? Like, well, if I do too well, then I really, I'm not going to be able to relate or they're going to think I, that I think I'm grand and that, yeah. you know, me. The other thing is if we think that we are a burden, you know, like even being born and, you know, there was an example of, of, I think it was Gay Hendricks who talked about being a burden and a celebration at the same time and having, you know, when his, I think when his mother became pregnant with him, his father passed away. Mm. Mother having to raise this baby, you know, unbeknownst to her until after her husband had died. And so thinking like, you're a burden to me. Also, we celebrate you because his grandparents were so happy to have him. Yeah. Very contradictory. Like, am I a burden to the people that love me? Mm -hmm. And is my getting bigger and brighter just even more of a burden to them? Yeah. Um, the other one, the last one that I can remember is one I feel like probably a lot of people relate to Mm. a lot of like gifted children in their family. Um, you know, if they, let's, let's say that, you know, you're a, your sister has really like excelled at singing, right. And, oh, she's gotten so much praise for that. And then you grew up and you're like, listen to this. Oh, okay. And you're just amazing. You're this amazing singer. And then it starts to make your sister feel bad. Or it makes your mother go, ah, oh, man, now, you know, you're hurting her feelings. Mm. You better dim that light. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. You're going to hurt someone with your shine. Oh, that was mine. You're casting too big of a shadow on everyone else. So dim your brilliance. Don't outshine anyone. And so that's another thing. Like, who, you know, you wouldn't cognizantly think, oh, you know what? I better dim myself. But we do it. Yeah. Because if you feel guilty when you shine, why would you shine then? Yeah. If if it brings guilt, you know? So really just becoming aware of could these be any of the things that are happening for you and really shining the light on them, dissolving them, asking yourself, is that true? Is this really a true story or is this an old pattern? Yeah, I know. Human design was so helpful for me here because I had been told, like, Danielle, tone it down. Mm. You are too much. You are hurting people when you talk like that. Yeah. And it, it was my well-meaning mother who just wanted to protect me. But when I went into my design, I was like, oh my gosh, this is who I'm supposed to be. Yeah. Like I'm supposed to be this loud, shiny object 
and say the things that aren't comfortable for other people. Like that's how I'm designed to be. Mm-hmm. And it gave me permission to just take that belief yeah. off my back yeah, and be like, no, this is actually the thing that's going to be the thing that propels me and the thing that other people love about me. Which one do you relate to most? Um, I would say the, probably the fundamentally flawed. Yeah. Not being worthy of, not being smart enough. Um, somebody always knows better, you know, that kind of thing. And in some ways I would say also sometimes feeling disloyal. Yeah. I was going to say, I can see a couple of these for me, for me as well. Yeah. 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 Leaving behind people, whether it's friends or family or, you know, and not wanting to be like, I'm not better than, I don't feel like I'm better than you. It's just different. But is that the way that you'll see me that I think that? Yeah. And, you know, that being a thing that's like, oh, is that going to be the governor? Yeah. Or I can reach. Yeah. I, uh, something was coming up as you were mentioning these, I was thinking a lot about codependence. Mm -hmm. And so when someone else, when you do something and someone else gets like, I don't know if it's like mad is the word, but if they get offended or triggered, then it's like, if you're mad, I'm bad. Mm -hmm. So if I've lived a life going about just being Danielle and it makes people upset in any way, then I take that personal as, well, if you're mad, I'm bad. So I better not be me. Yeah. Fundamentally flawed. Yeah. So fundamentally flawed. And Um, dim your light, dim your brilliance. This week's episode is brought to you by the Aura Accelerator. The Aura Accelerator is everything you need to crack the code on your human design and gene key experiment. This is the only fully equipped human design and gene key foundational online education that offers a complete breakdown on how to set up your own human design and gene key infused life and business. Start using the roadmap of your soul to find higher paydays, live in your purpose, and experience authentic relationships that come through living in your energy experiment. It's risk-free. If you don't absolutely love the Aura Accelerator, we give you your money back. Find out more in the show notes, and I'll see you in the Aura Accelerator. Now, back to the episode. Yeah, I mean, there was a lot of the, the. I mean, we've talked about this a lot, but in our ascension journey, we have had to leave behind different friend groups and different ways of life. Like we don't hang out on wino Wednesdays anymore. And we don't do the things that, um, people who we used to hang out with were comfortable seeing us do the roles we played in other people's stories. Just that's not the role we play anymore. Mm -hmm. And so it was, I remember feeling like, oh, that's going to be a thing. That's going to be a problem. But really, once I just did it and was just like, that's just not in alignment for me. I'm just not doing that anymore. I mean, if I know there was a lot of backlash and I know they were talking behind my back, but really, it didn't really affect me. In fact, it made me more magnetic to spend more time with you and be be magnetic to my whole family moving back. And like, it just, it actually works out better than you think. But in that moment, that that subtle fear of, Oh my gosh, I'm being disloyal. I'm I'm not going to be liked in the same groups that I used to be liked in and what is that going to mean for my social life or my 
my life in general, when you finally just make that leap, you realize it really wasn't that big of a deal and nobody really cared that much. Only right. you did. Yeah. It's all the story we're telling ourselves. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it made room for more of what was more aligned. Yeah. You know, because all of that's kind of taking up space. Yes. You clear that out. There is more room for more, more authenticity, more deeper connections. And you made yourself available for it by, by staying in that old story. You're not available. Yeah. You're not available for success. You're not available for love. You're not available for deeper connection because you're spending your energy and your time just where it's, there's no return. Yes. Yeah. 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 I, um, I think what I'll do is I'll break down the energy types and just some common themes I see yeah, please. Um, for the energy type. So a generator, I will see generators are really good students. They like are really good students. They do what you tell them to do. They, they do the thing. So they're, they're just people pleasing. Mm -hmm. So instead of like getting out of that loop of people pleasing, they will just continue to say, yes, yes, I'll do that. Yes, that's the way I want to do it. Yes, that resonates with me. Yes, that's in alignment with me. No, that doesn't bother me at all. Of course, I have energy for that. Yeah, I'll keep doing that when really they need to start saying no. It's like you said, like our auras are an energetic space around our body. Mm -hmm. Just imagine it being like literally an energy body outside of you. And the more things you accumulate in your aura that are not in alignment for you that are not lighting you up, that are not taking you towards your bigger vision. The more things you do like that, the less room you have for the things that actually will move the needle for you and will quantum leap you. And so it's for generators. And I mean, even MGs, well, really for all the energy types, but specifically generators have to do a lot more of, you know what, I'm going to say no to that. I'm going to say no to that. Um, or I'm going to give, you know, I'm going to give me a rain check. I'll let you know, uh, on Friday right? Like just giving yourself space between the yes and the no really allows you to see first how often you are people pleasing and how often you are just falling into a habit of, I better say yes, because that's just how I get my love, my attention, and my um, community. Yeah, yeah. Just everything I need, my survival, right? Yeah. Giving yourself space between that and then seeing like what result do you end up creating for your life? Because a lot of people will come into the formula, they'll come into coaching and they'll be like, I am literally living in a life of consequence for making misaligned decisions and we have to do a lot of cleanup. So if you can start by just a simple exercise of saying, you know what, I'm not going to say yes for 24 hours. If somebody asks me to do something, I'm just going to say, you know what, I'm going to let you know in 24 hours. Don't care what your authority is. Just say, you know what? I'm doing this little exercise and I'm not going to say yes for 24 hours. I'll get back to you in 24 hours and then get back to the person in 24 hours. But just give yourself space between that yes decision and that no decision and see what cleans up in your life. I love that. It's like the stimulus response cycle. So here's the stimulus, here's the ask, and then here's your response, which usually just like, yes, I'm reacting. <laughs> and instead going, mm, let me take a space. Yeah. Maybe you're hours so I can choose my response. Mm -hmm. Then I don't end up in this reactive cycle of like, oh, I'm burnt out. Why am I constant? You know, that's just never ending. So I love that. Yeah. Like setting boundaries. Yeah. I mean, there's, that's it. Boundaries. Mm -hmm. Like 
boundaries are the most magnetic thing we can do, right? And we think that like, oh, it's going to be hard because so-and-so is not going to like me and then that's going to feel, I'm going to feel guilty or I'm going to feel this or the other. And really all of that is just a frequency. It's just your mind going, okay, well now it's time to feel guilty and ashamed and like a bad person when really you've been saying yes, so you don't feel that way. So say no, feel that way, get through it and realize nobody cared as much as you thought they cared. Mm -hmm. Like everyone's going to live, life goes on, everyone's fine, and you are no longer living in burnout, truly. And you're giving that other person permission to do that for themselves. Yes. You are, you know, you're emulating it and being like, and doing it in love and also loving yourself through it. And it's like, you are that too. You know, I invite you to say no once in a while. Yeah. And maybe that gives them permission to be like, oh my, maybe I can also say no. I don't mm-hmm. want to mm-hmm. and it'd be okay. And I wonder what that's like. So go first, you know, in your group to, to set a boundary. Yeah. Show what it looks like and, and love yourself through it. Because if not, you pay. Yeah. You know, when you say yes to everything, somebody pays and it's yes. probably you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So manifesting generators, I see Sabbath, and I wouldn't know anything about this, but I see, (laughs) I'm sure I see sabotage coming in when, especially the more, you know, about your human design, I see MGs really just not disciplining themselves around their aura. And this is what it looks like. It's like, well, you know what? I'm told I can change my mind. So I can change my mind and every day you're changing your mind and every day you're like just in this new thing. So you're, you're going here, you're going there, you're going left, right, up, down, and you're not staying disciplined in your aura and allowing your aura to organize itself. So I just see MGs will be like, well, I'm going to change my mind and do this and then wonder why the success they've built or you know, suddenly they start creating momentum in their business and they're creating some money and then they're just, they stop like, oh, that just doesn't feel good. I'm going to stop. And it's like, no, you have to discipline yourself into because the level of success you're at right now is where you're comfortable. Whatever that may be, it could be 20 20K a month. It could be hundred K a month, but wherever you are right now is where you're comfortable. Anything outside of that lower or higher is going to feel uncomfortable. So we cannot run our aura and run our decisions based on what feels comfortable. We have to really get in tune with who we are, what we're passionate about, what we're enthusiastic about. And again, take a note from the generator, say a lot more no's than we say yeses mm-hmm. and allow our allow some space between commitment And see what the universe brings to us that really aligns us to our higher goal, our higher vision. I'll also see, um, you know, MGs following what others say will work, what others say will lead to success. Like I see this right now, like Garrick is a generator and he's building his brand and he literally, Lena, he takes every single step and he does it step A, step B, step C. (laughs) And I'm like, why don't you just open a Facebook group and do a live? Like, let's start it. Let's start at F. <laughs> and he's like, I'm like A, B, C, D, F. <laughs> yeah. He's literally like, he's, 
doing it ABC. He's like following the blueprint, following the formula like to a T. And I'm like, wow, man, I just like, I started in Facebook doing lives. Like, yeah, it wasn't comfortable, but I just like threw myself in yep. and success just happened because I did that. So, yeah. you know, there's. It's different for everybody. It's different for everybody, but. I read the magazine from the back. You do? If I pick up a magazine, I read the back page and then make my way to the front. <laughs> Well, you know what I noticed about my reading was like, first of all, I was taught to speed read in high school and I thought, damn, this is a genius way to read. Like how efficient is this? But I will like flip through bo the book and I will read like sections of the book separate, not much, but just to kind of get to know the book. And then when I read the book from beginning to end, I will skim. Like I'm like, ah, eh, this is boring. Skim. Yep. <laughs> do you do that? Yes. Yeah, this yeah. is nuts. I know. We just found out the other day that we watch shows the same way. <laughs> the before and after shows. We watch those the same way. I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, the problem. I don't care about how you made the table or what you thought about it in, in between. Or I don't care. I just want to see what it looks like at the end. Yeah. So, you know, hack my house. I watched all seven episodes in like an hour. <laughs> yeah. That's like when we, when, um, we used to do all the things to our house and we would like wake up with a hair up our ass and be like, I'm going to paint the hallway. And I'd get halfway through the hallway and I'd realize, you know what? I don't have the right ladder. I don't have the right paintbrush. I'm running out of paint. I'll just finish it tomorrow. And Garrick would come home and there would be shit everywhere. And he'd be like, I, this is the bane of my existence cleaning up after you. I'm like, oh yeah. I yeah, know. He is such a perfectionist of A, B, C, D. Yep. I tiled my whole backsplash in my kitchen in one day. <laughs> you're not supposed to do that. Oh, you're not? You're just, you're supposed to let like things dry. Oh. And, like, little like tacks, little tabs in between each tile to measure them. I just like put my tongue <laughs> out of the side of my mouth. I'm like, that looks right. That looks right. Like I, if it takes more than one day, I don't want anything to do with it. Yeah, same. I might change my mind tomorrow. What's that MG energy? It might not be fun tomorrow. No, there's something else. My life has evolved already from this. I'm building a barbecue. <laughs> yeah, that's the story of our lives for sure. For sure. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, MGs, like I hear from them. They're like, what if I go all in on this one business idea and then I don't like it in three months? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well... You have to go and try. You have to go in and discipline yourself and try. And I'm a big believer in you have to do one thing really well so you get to a million. Get yourself to a million and you have learned so much about yourself just to get yourself to a million. I remember when I was first starting, I was like, I hate doing this tech stuff. Like I literally, all I want to do is hit like record, record myself and be done and post it. Like you have to stop. You have to, you have to slow down and add a description. You have to slow down and add hashtags. You have to slow down and you even have to schedule it. Oh my God. People aren't just waiting there for me to go live. <laughs> like you have to schedule it. Like I Tell remember ahead of time, No, <laughs> but I remember even thinking like, this is disciplining me because I've never done anything like this. Like I'm learning the ins and outs of what it means to operate an online business and be consistent in showing up and making offers and figuring out my marketing and 
going through the sales process, like there has to be a level of discipline created for the MG. It's, I think that's kind of a misconception. Yeah. I, I don't know if this is a thing but as an MG is that I really like, I do better with structure. Oh, it could be part of your chart. That that's like, okay, okay. I know what we're doing, but I need a structure. And then because I'm very task oriented. Like I like to commit or like to, to finish a task and be like, ah, look at that's done. Uh-huh. If I don't have that and I'm really left to my own devices. Oh boy. It's not good. Yeah. Yeah. Give me an uh-huh. example. Like what's an example? Like if I'm studying something, like even like working through the formula sometimes I'm like, oh, look at this great book. But if I'm left to like me discovering it and kind of working through, but I don't know, like I haven't set for myself, like a schedule of on this date, you need to have completed this and work through that on this. Oh, and I just go, I'm like, I, I, there's a squirrel. Ah, okay. And so then, and then I make myself write about how I don't finish things because I didn't finish it. And I'm like, see see how you don't do that. And, but I noticed that when I have if I have like a, if I give my, make myself like some kind of task, um, list, um, or I have something written down, that's like a to B to C and please stay with it. Like a kindergartner. Yeah. I get a lot more done and I feel really good about it. Um, then if I'm just like, if it's too broad, I'm, I lose interest sometimes. Yeah. Well, I think that, I mean, that's me too. I mean, that, that is literally how I did what I did without any coaching in the beginning was because I just literally, well, I had no money in the beginning, but I literally would write everything down, like go on Facebook and post a live and write that, like I would write those things down. And what I realized is I can't give myself too many of those things. Yeah. Otherwise it's like the overwhelm comes in. The overwhelm and like then I get down on myself if I don't finish it all. And because I'm also that perfectionist. So I like to do like, I go all in and I do the thing really, really well. And then, you know, the whole day is gone or something. And I'm like, well, I didn't get to this or that. So I just, I think the the pain in the asses, it slows us down. Yeah. Like we, we have to slow ourselves down to discipline ourselves, to teach ourselves. No, this is what you need to do to get the thing you say you want. You need to do these things, A, B, and C. Yeah. Because I notice now, and then I'll move on to projectors, but I notice now with the family and the team that we are now a generator business. Mm. When for the first 18 months, I was a very much an MG business. I was very much a hurry to the end result and then come back and clean it up. And then go again and then come back and clean it up. Like- I just did, by the time this will have come out, I just did my a live event, the first one I did for my community this year. And I did it this year. I did it last year completely MG. This year has been completely generator. And actually, I like it better. I like it better because I've slowed down and I've taken time to dot my I's and cross my T's and really just put in some intention and some, it's not that I didn't have intention before. It was just I'm not at breakneck speed because we are scaling. So slowing down, it feels just really, it feels divine. It feels like, gosh, I've got so much space in my day and wow, so much time. Yeah. But, you know, of course, Garrick's like, well, <laughs> anytime I bring something to a meeting, they're like, well, is this just the MG getting like, like 
not comfortable with time, time on your hands. Like, I think we should start a cooking show. <laughs> Human design cooking. Yeah, I think we should do, I think we should do healing events at Serenity Cove once a month. Well, that probably is true, but yeah. yeah. Right. Well, and now there's like time I can think about those things and I'm like, I can see where they would fit in now. Yeah. Whereas before it was like, yeah, it'll figure itself out sometime. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's all I'll say for the MG. I just feel like it's important to say that there is a discipline that goes around realizing how your aura organizes itself and know when the mind is coming in and saying, oh, change your mind. This isn't fun. This doesn't feel aligned anymore versus your higher self coming in and saying, here's the next step. And it makes no illogical, it makes no logical sense. Mm-hmm. In fact, a lot of people will question you, but go, but just go that way. Um, okay. So the projector. So these wise, efficient guides and teachers of us. So the way I see a projector uh, just sabotaging themselves is <laughs> when I tell the projector, the first thing you have to do is slow down. And you have to stop taking all the invitations because you're afraid of not getting any of them. That is when they like go into emotional meltdown. It's like they just don't know what to do with themselves. And the projector has to slow down to speed up. And I will say, because I work with Noah, he is the CEO of our company. He's like the guy that manages and guides us all into what we're becoming now. Mm -hmm. Um, He's faster than any of us. He's faster than me. He's faster than any of us because he's very on purpose. He's very on his, his mission, like his purpose. So I think projectors get this fear, like I'm going to be seen as lazy. I'm going to be, people are going to think that I, um, you know, just, I guess lazy. That's the best word. Like I've heard that a lot. People just think I'm lazy. I I feel like I might be being lazy when really it's just, you have to slow down so you can speed up. Yeah. So they get really uncomfortable and I'm like, it's time to stop. Yeah. And they, they're the ones that come. They're like, they have all the offers. They have all the advice to give. They, they're on, they're spread so thin and we have to, again, discipline and constrain that energy and go, what is your genius? And what are you here to do? Yeah. What are you here to do? Okay. So manifester, the way they sabotage is a couple of ways. So after, okay, so I, I usually see manifestors after they already know, oh, I'm a manifester. Like I'm this big, bold energy leader person. And what they end up choosing to do is they choose to not go big, to just stay small, to not recognize themselves as big players of the game. So they keep themselves small and they end up in their not self theme, which is anger. And then they start being passive aggressive. Ah, okay. Okay. So instead of just saying like, you know what? No, that doesn't work for me. I'm going to go ahead and do it this way. And I'm going to just get some support. I'm going to let everybody know this is the way I'm doing it. I'm going to get some support. Instead of doing that, they're like, you know, well, I told you it wouldn't work that way. Or, you know, just like passive aggressive. Like I've been that way. Like I can see myself probably in all of these, but I've been that way. It's like, well, I told you, or I knew it wouldn't work that way. Yeah. Instead of just saying, this is how we're going to do it. 
Mm -hmm. believe in this and we'll get support to make it work. Yeah. So a reflector, 1% of the world, um, truly the unicorns of the world. Um, and I happen to work very closely with a reflector. Kelly is a reflector. And if anyone's listening, you guys can listen to her podcast. You can also go follow her at Kelly Keelan RN, I think is her IG, but, um, but we'll have her on more because her, I mean, she is, she is a aligned reflection reflector. And I mean, it's taken us a while, but she is an aligned reflector. And the way I've seen just the energy types that really are time sensitive, the biggest one being reflector is you're so open that you are susceptible to staying in environments with the wrong people. Um, you know, you're like, you're looking for the next dopamine hit, the, the next thing to do, the next thing to go get yourself involved in, instead of just like taking time and evaluating your life and saying, okay, what is really the next step for me and why? Mm. And so you choose to take your time, you choose to slow down. And maybe, you know, after you're involved, you, you know, you're, you're in an environment with a bunch of people, then going to be by yourself and saying, how do I feel? Do I feel like I have gotten energy from that environment or do I feel like the energy has been sucked out of me? Yeah. And do I just feel exhausted? Mm -hmm. So a reflector just not taking time to do some inner contemplation, some inner reflection. It's How do like I like a need for mindfulness? Yeah. Need for mindfulness. Yeah. Yeah. Which I mean, all of us need that. Yeah. yeah. But I just can see it. But I mean, their aura is really, it's a strong aura. It's not like they're powerless. In fact, I would say the reflector is probably the most powerful because when you have all those open centers, what does that mean? You are wise about all people, mm. all circumstances, all events, and deeply psychic and deeply intuitive. Um, but where the mishap and the sabotage will come in is not seeing what is in alignment for you, what is relevant for you, and what is the way for you. Like what is yours? Is yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. And just getting swayed. Yeah. Like, you know, and, and I'll even say to Kelly, like, I don't want this to like, I, I, cause I've got a strong will. I've got the MG energy. I'm like, okay, I don't want you. If I'm saying something, I'm coaching you. Mm -hmm. I want you to take it and go be by yourself and weigh it against your authority. It's not necessarily the right or good thing for you. You just have to take it in, weigh it against your authority and see what you come up with. Mm. Right. So like knowing how to work with the reflector. Is yeah. And I mean, I can't wait to get, I mean, I have so many plans for her as I, I can't wait to just like start introducing her more into the formula because she is so good at reading the energy of others. Mm -hmm. Just like it's, it's her zone of genius. Yeah. Let's yeah. talk about that part now. No, the oh, part, yes. That yeah. part of the book. Um, I wrote it down, but do you have it written down? Cause yeah, but we can talk about the four zones. Yeah. So you know, where we end up spending time. And the first one is the zone of incompetence. So that's where you like, you know, you're not good at this, but you just keep trying. Cause maybe there's a story in your head that, well, you're just, if you just work harder, then yeah. you'll be great at it. So that a lot of us, you know, a lot of people will spend a lot of time in their zone of incompetence mm -hmm. and that's just, it's a big waste of energy, what energy. Yeah. Um, and what, what you need to do is free yourself and delegate. Like, yeah. 
like, I'm not good at this. I'm going to find somebody who is. And the other one is a zone of competence. So that's the next one. And that's where you can do it well, whatever it is, but so can a lot of other people. So you can take way too much time in the zone of competence and it's really probably not very productive. Yeah. Um, I use the example of me cleaning my airstreams. Yeah. Babies. Like, well, I can do it. It's like, really? And then my back would hurt. And I'm like, why? Why? Why am I? Yeah, that it? took me a long time with you. <laughs> I, know, I would I would drive my Porsche from, from the air to the airstream linens <laughs> in it. And then I would be like, this is stupid what I'm doing. Like I could be something much more productive with my time. But you're so, really good at cleaning. I'm so, you know, I'm really controlling about the details. So yeah. I had to really learn to trust other people. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then from, from zone of competence, a zone of excellence. And this actually is the, one of the biggest traps, yeah. which is really surprising to me because the, the zone of excellence is things you do really well. Um, and my thing was like being a flight nurse, right. Or being a nurse. Like I, I did that really well and it made me very, very comfortable. So, you know, I kind of feel like, yeah, I'm, I'm really good at this and not everybody could do it. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's providing for me and, and making me very, like, I don't, I'm not uncomfortable at all. Like, you know, some of the calls were crazy, but what I was doing was not really going to push me in any uncomfortable directions. Yeah. Um, it really was like, ah, I've made it. Yeah. And yes. That is a, it's kind of a dangerous place to be because you don't, you no longer feel like you need to push or excel or make yourself uncomfortable. Cause why? This is great. Yeah. I'm good at this. So that can be where you kind of get, mm, you can become kind of stuck and not even know that it's stuck. I think it's a lot of people growing. find themselves there. Yeah. It, you're no longer growing. And that's when 40 hits, right? And you're like, yeah. oh, I feel depressed, but I have everything. I mean, I'm doing great. Why am I not happy? It's because you actually came here to do something else and you're not listening. So yeah. your body will start to tell you, you know, um, you'll have certain pain or depression or anxiety or like, why is my pulse? Like I'm rapid and why am I just so annoyed? And it's probably because you're not listening that there's, there's something more and there's whispers. But are you listening to the whispers? Yeah. And you know, that's where you're being called into your zone of, of genius. And that is, that's where we'd like to be operating. And that's where the big leap comes, you know, is really kind of moving out of your zone of excellence and into your zone of genius. And your zone of genius is what you are uniquely suited to do. Like, what is, how do you serve? What is your gift? How is everything in your life led up to this genius that only you could have based on the experiences you've had and who you are? And, and you know, this is where your presence inspires other people in whatever it is that you're doing. It's your zone of genius. Yeah. So you're being probably being called into that zone of genius and it, it, it's going to be uncomfortable because you're having to leave your comfort zone of probably zone of excellence um, and have to become, oh, you're not the expert. Yeah. Oh, you, you might not make all the money that you've been making in your zone of excellence. Oh, yeah. For your safety is. Yeah. Oh, I want to stay in my zone of safety. At least I have medical insurance for all these pains. <laughs> That seems very unsafe. Yeah. yeah. You know, and so that's the leap is can you leap into your zone of genius? Does do you inspire yourself? This is where you inspire yourself or you're surprised by, you know, you're 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 evolving. And that's what you came here to do is to be in your zone of genius. You didn't come here to be in your zone of excellence. That might seem like 
Yeah. Damn good, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but maybe that's not where it is. And and how do you know? You start to hear the alarm bells, you start to feel maybe some some things going on inside physically, emotionally, and maybe you're just being called forward. Yeah. Well, that is the whole theme of the human design and gene keys experiments systems, whatever you want to call them is bringing you into that zone of genius. Yeah. And it yeah, is the gene keys and HD is like your, your little black book to you yeah. on how yeah. you could move forward. Yeah. And it's so, it's so interesting as, as you move out of your excellence and you're being called to a, a, a genius that is, it's uncomfortable. And that does, it does require, and I think, I think a lot of people, and I don't know, I know for me, I used to think like, well, my genius must be something that comes naturally. And yes, while it comes naturally, when you're moving from excellence to genius, you are having to learn a new way of who you are and how you operate in the world. And so it's like, I know for me right now, it's really calling forward in me, the CEO, the leader, the, 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 um, you know, like get, uh, we have on my email signature founder and coach. And it's like, wow, founder, like I am a founder of a brand and a growing brand and an impactful brand. And um, that pulls me into, you know, a different level of leadership where I'm not necessarily, it's not necessarily natural. I don't even have to think twice on it. No, I have to do a lot of studying on how to be yeah. a leader in alignment. Um, so it doesn't mean that it's going to come naturally for you. It just means that Getting there is where you're supposed to be, and it requires you to up-level your nervous system so you don't so automatically that. start to sabotage it. And it's something that probably lights you up a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. The fear of growing into that space in some ways, yeah, it feels like, oh, terrifying, but also intriguing. Yeah. And there's something to that. There's something to it. If you can just find the courage. And, and, and keep moving, keep, keep, you know, answering that call forward into. Yeah. Forward. Yeah. I always say, um, the higher self, when you're communicating with your higher self, your higher self will always lead you to more. You can always do more, have more, be more. The mind will always be like, you know what? It's fine the way it is. Yeah. Isn't this enough? This is great. We're fine. Who are you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The mind will always be, cause I'll hear like, well, I, you know, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to get, oh my gosh, we got to talk about these necklaces that we got. <laughs> I don't need the $4,000 necklace. I'll just get the $700 one. The higher self would be like, why don't you want the $4,000 necklace? Because the mind told me it's too much. We have these necklaces that we're talking about. Go ahead and tell us about these necklaces. Cause you probably know all about the, she's the best infomercial. I'm telling you, there was a good friend that told me about this necklace. It's called a bioelectric shield. And he came to me because he knows I work with a lot of people and with groups and, you know, what I'm doing with, you know, people working people in their shadows and their, their, yeah. and their and stuff. There's their crap. Yeah. And so, um, he said, you gotta get this necklace. And I was like, please don't, I, I do not need <laughs> another amulet. Okay. I don't need, a crystal. I don't I don't need another chakra clearing device. I just do not need another thing. <laughs> And um, he's like, well, I just felt compelled to tell you about it. And I thought, okay, 
Let me see it. And I love that she goes first with the stuff. I love this. I'm like, damn it. <laughs> so I go, well, I'm going to go into meditation and I'm going to ask myself if this is something that I should do because I feel like I've gotten pretty good about hearing my intuition and knowing when it's like me volleying for something and something that's like, yes, no, right? So I went into meditation and it was, I'm like, should I get this? Like, I, how do I even know what this is? It's a, it's like, a, a, this could be a hoax. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I read about it and I was like, let me go into meditation. It was, yes. There was no explanation. Yeah. I was like, fuck. I can't. <laughs> I just quit my job. Also, I need a necklace to protect energy. <laughs> so I'm like, well, I, but I know the answer that came. So, you know, of course, I was like, well, clearly not the level four yet. But. <laughs> yeah. So there's different levels. Yeah. I took one, a two, three, four. Yeah. Good with three. And um, bottom, but and I had to buy one for my husband because I mean, how dare you? you yeah, know, how dare you? Need yeah. Protection, but I'm just out here to the wolves. Right? <laughs> I was like, well, and plus, you know, I can't be like, well, I bought me this, but not you. So, I bought them, and I didn't mention it. Um, and I was like, oh, I have this for you. And he's like, what is this? Like, and I didn't want to overexplain. Yeah, I wanted to, ask want to justify yourself. <laughs> and so he was wearing it, and we were wearing it. And a couple months later, I came home from a retreat that I was facilitating out. And I was like, he was just so different. Right. And he was like, like something was off. Yeah. The way he was talking was just off. And I was like, wow, I could take this personally or I could be like, I'm going to just let you sit with whatever that is. And I'm going to go over here to my place, my room and you know, in our room and I'm just going to go to bed and leave you to your, whatever is happening for you right now. Cause this isn't about me. Yeah. And it was just the way he was talking was just really kind of strange. Then he came, you know, came to bed a couple hours later and I'm like, how are you doing? What's going on? And he starts talking and he says, yeah. And, you know, and it came up that he took the necklace off two days before. And I was like, what? <laughs> you took it off? And he's like, yeah. Oh my God. Whoa. And he realized he could feel this difference in just his energetic space, like where his frequency was, you know? Yeah. And I was like, maybe it's a... Maybe it's a coincidence. Yeah, but put but it back on, please. Put the necklace. On. <laughs> that? Like, can we just agree that to never know, take it off again? You charge it like once a month in the sun, not in the moonlight, um, and then you just wear it. Yeah, you know, for everyone. <laughs> for everyone involved. Everyone involved. And what, but what I noticed for myself was working with people. Um, you know, doing breath work, doing energy work. Um, sometimes before I would feel very drained or I would feel like, why am I so annoyed right now? And I'd be like, I wasn't annoyed a few hours ago. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't mine. Yeah. And I'd start picking up a lot of these fragments. From yeah. Other and especially with breath work, there's a lot of release of big dense energy. And what I notice is I don't feel that. I don't, I don't feel like I take it on. I feel like, you know, that's yours. This is mine. Yeah. Um, and I don't feel drained. I don't feel tired after doing sessions. So that's the biggest thing that I noticed. So of course I was, you know, I had to tell you like, listen, yeah, thing. Yeah. And part of me didn't want to tell anybody because I was like, am I that weird lady that wears an amulet? <laughs> am I that weird lady? <laughs> Is Am I that now? Is that who I am now? So I know, I somebody, you know, like, and whatever. So yeah, but I'm like, well, it works. It 
for me, it works and I can feel it can feel the difference. And so it's, it was, it was made by this couple who's making them for 30 years. It had, um, it has a matrix of crystals inside of it. Very intentional, purposeful. Um, I feel like it's very Lemurian. Ooh. Okay. Um, energy. So I don't know. It works. I love yeah. it. You could try it. And if you don't like it, they give you all your money back. Yeah. Like 30 or 90 days. So. Yep. Yep what's, I, I bet you, you won't send it back. No, no. I, that's similar to when I got FLFE. Remember um, Focus Life Force Energy? Mm-hmm. When I got that and I, you know, I was like, I'll just get the trial and see. Cause I'm like, how does this even work? Yeah. Is this true? Like, how do, like, they- how do you send Focus Life Force Energy to my land? Like, how is that even? And yeah. Like it worked. It shifted everything. Things started to roll in my life. Money started coming in. Um, just everything started to open up in my life. And the the little notice came where, you know, your free trial is going to be over. And I was like, no, we are not messing with that. And now like I have it on my phone. I have it on my house. Like it, I take it. I bless people with it. If I want to give them something, I'm like, I will give you focus life force energy. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I ain't taking this necklace off ever. No, ever. I, no, I put it in the sun or, you know, once a month. And then I'm like, I'm exposed. <laughs> <laughs> well, I felt a difference. I had, I got it for my birthday and I put it on and I, about 30, 45 minutes later, I went out and did a spray and I did this spray and I just felt peace. Like it wasn't like a, oh, wow. Feeling, you know, sometimes you get that feeling with the spray. It was just a grounded peace. Yeah. And I knew it had to be the necklace because there's nothing else that was different. Wasn't any different. Wasn't like I did three sprays like I used to do. It was just yeah. a spray. Yeah. So I, we're not getting any affiliate for this. We just, we no, love this thing. But no yeah. Thank you, Joel, for telling me. Yeah. And and higher self for going, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, so and then, uh, yeah, I think it's a great. Him, after, after he had that episode, then I told him, um, by the way, that was $700. <laughs> He's like, oh, you told Mondo? I never told him how much it <laughs> was until after he realized like how much he needed it. Yeah. And then he's like, that's the best money you've ever spent. Yeah. 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 So we ended up getting, I think, level three. Yeah. Um, But it, it works. It's fine. It's yeah. like, cause I, you know, I'll always be like, well, let me get the $4,000 one because what, what am I missing out on? Yeah. But it's, you don't need the $4,000 one if you're just take the quiz on the online and whatever, but yeah. But anyways, well, we've been doing this for almost an hour now. How you it doing? Fun. I, it was so fun. I just love it. I, I know. I love having you on. We're and nice. I love that these are just conversations now. These are how our conversations are. Yes. We literally will talk for hours about this stuff. Yeah. And love every minute of it. It's beautiful. It, you know, we grow from our conversations. Our friendship helps us expand each of us to become more of who we are. There's just a deep appreciation and you know, we call each other out. Yeah. You know, which is really in, in with love and knowing that. Um, and so I, I just, I really appreciate you. I love you so much, Lena. Thanks for coming on with us and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening. If you are ready to turn your purpose into profit, it's time to empower yourself with the tool of integrity that is the high frequency formula. Head to the link in the show notes to find out how.
I'll see you on the inside.